From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. This is The Conspiracy Show, and my name is Richard Serrett. You've found the right place. Congratulations. And it is, as always, so good to be here with you. Dr. Lana Marconi is standing by. She's a documentary filmmaker, and I'm going to be presenting the debut of her new film, The Resonance, in just a few weeks. More on that momentarily. Now, this is a film about the UFO phenomenon and the possible ET presence here on Earth. And this film, The Resonance, features interviews with a veritable who's who of ufology, including Dr. Stanton Friedman, Grant Cameron, Victor Vigiani, the Honorable Paul Hellyer, and many more. Uh, A quick thank you uh, to all of you listening who attended the Strange Planet Productions event as in the days of Noah at the University of Toronto earlier this week. Carl Gallops and L.A. Marzulli were, what can I say, their presentations were just incredible. In fact, there were a a few audible gasps and oh mys uh, overheard in the auditorium throughout the evening. So the event was a huge success. Uh, Stay tuned to the live events page at strangeplanet.ca for my next live presentation. My technical producer, Ian Robertson, is here on the other side of the sliding glass, utilizing his tremendous dexterity and technical acumen. Uh, In other words, he's twisting the knobs and dials, uh, but doing so brilliantly. And my producer, Albert Albert Vinzel, and I have posted our usual assortment of tantalizing tidbits and must-read news items on the slide carousel. Uh, Just go to strangeplanet.ca, click on the radio page for The Conspiracy Show, and they're up at the top, the slide carousel. Uh, There's a list of politicians and world leaders who warned us that the world is really run by secret societies. And some of the people on this list may surprise you. British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli, Russian revolutionary leader and premier of the Soviet Union, Vladimir Lenin and U.S. President Woodrow Wilson, just to name a few. So you might want to check out uh, that article and amaze your friends with this fascinating bit of trivia. Uh, And uh, this story from Natural News. High-tech specialized robots are about to replace droves of low-wage factory workers and send them packing. Samsung is partnering with South Korea's Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy to invest nearly $15 million in new robots that will take away the jobs that Chinese workers typically do. So, those are just two of the stories you'll find in the slide carousel at strangeplanet.ca. All right, time to tuck in to our main entree. Dr. Lana Marconi writes, produces, and hosts healthy living television shows. She also produces independent interviews and has authored several books on healthy living that have been featured in bookstores such as Chapters and Indigo. One of her stories was included in the Wake Up and Live the Life You Love series with Deepak Chopra and the late Wayne Dyer, uh, which was a Barnes & Noble best-selling book. She's also, published, she's also a published writer in Canada's Vitality magazine and Energy Works magazine. Lana has written, directed, produced, and edited a feature film documentary called The Wellness Story, and she completely, uh, she currently completed her second uh, documentary uh, called The Resonance, which will be debuting, as I mentioned, here in Toronto in just a few weeks. Now, also in studio with Dr. Marconi is one of the individuals featured in the film, Sandra Kisrakos 
who I suppose I could best describe as an empath. Uh, but there's so much more uh, to her story, and I think it best I leave it to her to explain. Yes, there have been cases reported, more than one actually, where um, the uh, aliens and their UFOs have uh, pursued missiles, flown along beside them, and in the one or more cases taken the tips off. So that if there were, uh, were uh, atomic uh, warheads in the tips, that they would become inert and uh, just uh, land in the ocean. So uh, that, in my opinion, is, is a good sign. That's one, one sign that I say, well, they must really uh, want to prevent us from doing what we would probably wind up doing, and that is having a thermonuclear war that's the Honorable Paul Hellyer, Canada's former defense minister, and a clip from the documentary film The Resonance. Dr. Lana Marconi and Sandra Kurzakos, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Fantastic, Richard. Thank you very much for having us on the show today. Sandra, thanks for coming in as well. Thank you. Now, you have uh, this extensive background in, uh, in healthy living and wellness, and how all of a sudden, you, and you've made a, a documentary about healthy living and so forth, and you've written fi- for Vitality Magazine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you're making a, a documentary about UFOs. That seems a slight <laughs> departure. What's going on there? <laughs> I know. Where's the connection, right? Um, the Wellness Story was my first documentary, which was released this summer in June, and it talks about being healthy physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually because we are multidimensional beings. And as I explain health to people, it's not enough to be healthy physically, like eating the right foods and exercising, because if you're not thinking properly, you're going to create negative emotions that create metabolic waste acid, that creates um, acidosis in the body, which is a breeding ground for disease. So all those elements need to be in place for complete wellness, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. At the end of the wellness story, the last... 20 minutes was about spirituality and consciousness and one of the doctors who is a psychologist out of California I filmed her and she had a near-death experience whereby in that experience she was able to integrate with beings of a different dimension you can call them extraterrestrials and during that process because her ego wasn't in place she was able to receive downloads of information from them um, mathematical equations that instruct mathematical equations that she used to create a medical device so these beings these extraterrestrials had integrated with her and gave her this knowledge so she came out with a medical device as a result of that also in the ending of the film i have a martial arts instructor is a fourth degree black belt guy and he's also a student of traditional chinese medicine and if you know anything about chinese medicine one of their pillars is taoism and taoism um, is about Qigong, for example. And the basis of Qigong, really, it's not just an exercise, but it goes way back to refining your chi so you can ascend and be a light being. There's something called the three treasures of man, which is your jing, chi, and shen. And it's all about ref- a refinement process of your chi. And so at the end of the wellness story, you kind of get a little bit of a hint that there are these other beings that have been with us um, from the ancient times, like 5,000 years ago, according to um, traditional Chinese medicine, to today, modern um, in our modern age, giving us information for medical technology. So my background, yes, health, but these beings, these superior beings, have infused us with downloads of knowledge um, 
related to health. So you was this a revelation for you? When no. You, were you hearing? Okay, so this no. is, this was something that you had long been cognizant of. Yes. All right. So the film, The Resonance. We need to talk about the uh, the latest uh, documentary, The Resonance, and we should uh, point out that this will be screening here in Toronto mm-hmm. on uh, November the 21st. Give us the the particulars. Okay, well, it's an exciting event, and I'm really thrilled about it. We're going to have the Honorable Paul Hellyer there, who's the former Minister of National Defense for Canada. Um, a terrific gentleman. I had the privilege of actually going to his house and um, doing the interview with him. So he's going to be there. We're going to be doing a live Q&A with many of the speakers on the film. Sandra Krasakos, who's here with us today, she's going to be there as well. Um, the doors open at 1 o'clock. Some of the speakers are going to be at vending tables. You can come and talk to them. And from 2 to 4, we're going to sh- uh, show the movie. It's two hours long. And then for the next two hours, we're going to have um, a live Q&A. And Richard is going to be hosting this live Q&A. So thank you very much oh, for that, pleasure. Richard. We're just thrilled to have you at this event. And um, Victor Vigiani is going to be there. We're going to be Skyping in uh, Patty Greer, who is a documentary filmmaker um, who's filmed uh, – Documentaries about crop circles. You can be skyping in Michael Horn, the American media representative for the Billy Meyer contacts. So it's going to be a great event. And and uh, you mentioned our good friend Victor Vigiani, who's who's a um, um, frequent guest on this program. He's featured in the documentary. Dr. Stanton Friedman is in the documentary. Uh, give us some other uh, other names. <laughs> sure, sure. We have uh, one of Canada's top UFO researchers, Grant Cameron, ah, yes. is in it as well. Um, There's also a, a professional dowser, Susan Collins, who's big in the industry. I, I actually went to the Alien Cosmic Expo in Brantford uh, back in June, and that's when I filmed um, a host of the, the experts that are actually in this documentary. All right. Uh, Sandra <clears throat> Krizakos. Yes. Now, you are uh, described as a vehicle for the sh- for shift into one. Explain what that means. Shift into one. Shift stands for see how isness fuels transformation, and one stands for our now experience. And what this is is. Um, it's an off-world or not from this world uh, working application uh, into understanding the next step in humanity's evolution, um, It's it, which is understanding the emotional and mental physics of the human experiment, which is what we are. We are uh, an experiment in conscious, conscious creation. And we are at a time where there is a growing collective that is moving into the next step of our evolution and this is understanding these dynamics and how the human uh, the emotional and mental physics work much like gravity is uh, the physics for the third dimensional reality the emotional and mental physics are the um, are the emotional and mental planes of the human experience are the what I call the fourth dimensional physics of the human experiment. So this is moving into that whole interdimensional um, aspect that uh, Lana was talking about. And in the work that I do, I actually work with people to move through that and move through clearing their emotions and their thoughts. It's like a fourth dimensional clearinghouse as they move into their multidimensional nature, which is fifth dimensional, which is unity consciousness and quantum um, in nature. Now, when, when you are described as a vehicle, does that mean that you are receiving downloads, uh, as, as uh, uh, Lana mentioned, one of her, her previous guests on a documentary? Yes. Um, that's a great question, Richard. No, actually, I, I'm not a channel, and I, I'm not a vehicle. I'm actually the, uh, I have access to that level of awareness and consciousness in my being. I'm, I'm the knowing of it, the embodiment of it, so I can access 
um, various levels of consciousness at any given time. I'm aware of my matrix, and I can tap into any part of that matrix that I need to in any given moment of time. So it's kind of like that movie, The Matrix, um, and I'm aware of the hologram that I am. So I can I can be whatever I need to be at any moment in time. So I can flip to different levels of awareness as as is required. All right. Now, I want to talk about this uh, experiment in, mm-hmm. in consciousness creation uh, that you, you describe a little bit uh, later. We're going to take a time out here. Uh, when we come back, we will uh, continue our conversation with Dr. Alana Marconi, uh, the uh, film documentary filmmaker. The film is called The Resonance, which will be screening here in November on November the 21st, and we'll give you more information how you can watch the, uh, the documentary. And also... Uh, we have Sandra Kurzakos in, in studio as well, who is featured in the documentary. More of our conversation when The Conspiracy Show continues. Stay with us. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. If here, so the message there is nuclear weapons, but the message is now turned to the environment. Almost everybody who is an experiencer who has been on the ship, when you get to that, is shown the screen, what's called the screen. And on the screen, they show the destruction of the Earth. They show uh, big, huge tidal waves. They show environmental devastation. They show the world blowing up. And I believe that what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell us you have the world uh, uh, at the edge of a cliff, and you have to stop it. You have to cut, 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 quit cutting the leaves off the tree, the branches off the tree, because eventually there's going to be no branches left on the tree, and the tree is going to die. And they're giving us a warning about how we're treating the world. And that comes out in, uh, particularly in a song by Neil Young, who wrote a song in 1968, which talks about, um, uh, it's called After the Gold Rush. And the theme of the song is that we're treating the world like a gold rush. And when the gold is gone, the UFOs are going to come and they're going to pick up the chosen ones and take them to another planet. And if you listen to experiencers, they will all talk about this cataclysm. The fact that a number of them have told me that they will be taken. There's going to be this rapture type event and they believe this is going to happen, that the world is going to be separated and people are going to be taken. That was Canadian ufologist Grant Cameron in a clip from the documentary film The Resonance. And we are back with Dr. Lana Marconi and Sandra Kerzakos. Uh, you mentioned this experiment uh, in, in consciousness uh, creation. Uh, what do you mean by that? We'll start with, uh, well, either of you. Uh, jump in. Sandra, okay, or? sure. Uh, I'm, uh, we are an experiment in, in conscious creation. That's what the human experiment is all about. And we, lear- we are about consciously creating our reality through our thoughts, emotions, and beliefs. And it's, tr- it's the emotions that actually create this reality. And a lot of people have heard about um, you create your own reality. I think that that's pretty well known in a lot of circles. And... Um, what I do with Shift into One and, and, and this, what this experiment is all about is understanding how that works so that we can consciously create our reality. Right now, 99% of the population is unconsciously creating their reality. And, um, and that is because we do not understand the emotional and mental physics of this human experiment. We have not been at the level of awareness where we, we've been able to expand into that consciousness. And now we are moving into that consciousness. 
Yes. Well, what does that have to do with uh, ETs or UFOs? Well, once when as you do this, as you move into this level of awareness, you start to understand the re- our reality very, very differently. You uh, things are no longer as solid or finite, and in that moving through that, you raise your vibration, and as you raise your vibration, you're raising your frequency level, and as you do that, you start to communicate with interdimensional beings and then you start to move into yeah um, understanding your galactic nature now where when i tap into understanding the human experiment i'm tapping into understanding it from beyond from the origin of the creation of the human species at that level of awareness i i can tap into all um the uh um, extraterrestrials and the other galactic beings it's like being at the round table of galactic beings that have created this human experiment so so um when we move into clearing our fourth dimension um, reality and we move into our quantum nature that's when we become galactic and that is the connection between the resonance because we're moving into starting to understand that um, there is uh, as you start to move through that fourth dimension you can't help but move into that level of awareness and they will the the galactic beings will start to come to, as we raise our level of awareness they will rate will lower their level of awareness to match our level of awareness to a certain certain frequency point. They can't come too low if we're if we're too dense in our vibration. Mm. But as we raise our awareness, we they can meet us and that's what starts to happen. People will move interdimensionally, you'll start to experience time in a totally different way. Time becomes rather than linear in third dimension, it moves into circular time and then we move into spirit a spherical time as you move up fourth dimension and then as you move into fifth dimension you move into no time and no space. And then you can experience being in more than one place at one time and you can experience yourself as as a galactic being, as well as a human being, as well as any type of consciousness that you choose to experience. Now, you're talking about interdimensionals. At the same time, you're talking about galactic. Uh, so, we, I mean, the terms extraterrestrial and interdimensional are almost mutually exclusive. Are they not, Dr. Marconi? So I can give a difference, um, an example of the difference in awareness. Um, when I was filming um, Stanton Friedman, he's this amazing gentleman, I asked him a very stupid question, and I wanted to ask him a stupid question because I wanted to see what his response was. And when I asked him the stupid question, he just looked at me like, you, Dr. Lanner, are asking me this question. And um, the question was, I said, Stan, why don't the aliens land on the White House lawn and save us? And he looked right. at and That's he, what everybody asks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he's just like rolling his eyes. And he goes, well, and his sarcastic answer was, you know, I hate to say it, but the president of the United States doesn't speak for, you know, 8 billion earthlings, and you can't land on the White House lawn because it's a no-fly zone. (laughs) So my answer... That sounds like Stanton. Yeah, so my answer to that question is this. um, We need to think like extraterrestrials. They are... They are multidimensional beings, but they're also interdimensional beings. And if you understand quantum physics, quantum physics says that two or more objects can occupy the same space. So in that sense, UFOs are probably on the White House lawn right now in a different space, but we can't see it because we haven't developed our higher human perceptual system. So my doctoral work is actually in transpersonal psychology, which is spiritual psychology, and also energy medicine, which is about developing the innate technology within our body, brain, and mind in order to access other dimensions beyond our physical senses. Right. Is this why some people, uh, actually this is kind of a two-parter. One, I mean, we had 150 million people since 1947, according to the UN, have seen a UFO. 
uh, let's say 1% of those are unexplainable. That's still, as I always like to say, that's still uh, 1.5 million, which is more people than have seen, you know, an unassisted triple play or, you know, wolves being born in the wild. That's, you know, it's a big number, mm-hmm. 1.5 million people. Uh, but it seems, and, and many of those are multi-experiencers. They've seen it more than once. I've never seen one. I probably never will. Uh, this vibration that you're talking about, mm-hmm. is this why some people, A, uh, see them while others do not, and B, is this why they appear to flit in and out of our, you know, dim- uh, our dimensional reality, our three-dimensional reality? It, yes and no. Um, in my documentary, there's certain themes that come up. For example, there's, okay, what's the evidence? And that evidence turns out to be both physical and non-physical. Why is the evidence disregarded? Are the aliens good or evil? What's their message? What are their characteristics? How do spaceships work? Getting back to how can people, some people see UFOs and how can some people not? I have 13 speakers in this film and each one of them gives their own perception on each of those themes. Right. So you're going to see that those themes spun like different ways. And which is really cool because then you can understand the totality of ETs and UFOs. Because every speaker, they just have a piece of the puzzle. And when you hear each piece, you're like, wow, okay, now it's all coming together. Michael Horn, for example, will say, you know, cattle mutilations, it's all secret military. He'll say, we've had 10,000 years, we've been on this planet for 10,000 years, we've only had 250 scattered years of peace, and it wasn't because aliens were attacking us. It's secret military. It does seem odd that uh, a, let's say, a, I don't know, what would Michio Kaku refer to these uh, ETs as, a type 1, type 2, type 3 civilization. In other words, they have supposedly harnessed the power of the sun, and yet they would have to travel... Uh, millions of light years uh, to get here to mutilate cows to do what? I mean, if they have that ability, if they are, if they can harness the power of the sun, which is a furnace, they could create whatever organic, biological, chemical material they need with a snap of their fingers. So, yeah, the cattle mutilation thing has always has always puzzled me. Yeah, and wait to hear Patty Greer talk about the crop circle thing too. Oh yes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, she, she was at one <laughs> of my conferences. She gives it to the media. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well. Uh, one of the things is uh, I haven't seen the film yet, and um, Lana has doesn't want any of us to see the film before uh, before the actual uh, premiere on November twenty first. These directors so, are so temperamental. I, you know what? So it's so you know when she talks when 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 you know when when she was asking me, okay, Sandra, you need to write a little bit about what your role in the film is. I'm thinking, okay, Lana, I don't know what my role in the film was because I just went over and asked questions and um, uh, and answered questions, and she pieced it all together. So it's interesting because. I am, uh, it's, it's, this is the first time I'm getting to hear all these different perspectives. And it's, it's quite interesting from my perspective right. to actually hear all these different things. It's, uh, it's, it, to me, from a, a, from where I come from, which is a consciousness creates perspective, it's all about the diversity in the human experiment. And mm. truly, we can, we will and can experience as far and as wide as our belief system will allow us to go. And it's, it's wild for me to hear all of these different things, um, and, and how it's being understood and interpreted by different levels of awareness. It's very cool. That's interesting because uh, you, you said something there very interesting. Uh, as far as our belief systems will allow us to go. Now, Victor Vigiani, who's in, in your, uh, in your mm-hmm. film, good friend of mine, Victor, uh, Catholic, uh, was a principal at a, in the Catholic school board. Don Schmidt, one of the preeminent Roswell investigators, a staunch uh, Catholic. 
Uh, I'm an Orthodox Christian. Uh, and so this whole subject matter d- does, even for people that are, uh, you know, in, totally immersed in it as investigators, it is, it presents conflicts mm-hmm. for them. And, and I, I asked Don about that once uh, off stage at an event I was hosting. I said, how do you, as a Catholic, how do you wrap your head around this? And he says, quite frankly, I don't, you know, it, 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 I don't know what they are. Uh, I'm only, you know, sort of looking at the evidence and I'm, it's, it's difficult, he says. Uh, and, and I know that Victor has some questions as to, you know, how does this sort of fit into the whole biblical narrative, as do I. Is there, is there room in, uh, sort of your belief system that what we are talking about here are not necessarily, all of them, and, uh, all of these entities are not necessarily spiritually evolved. If we are talking about interdimensional, there could also be, uh, dark forces, um, from the biblical perspective, we might call them demonic. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things that you said there. Um, people who have been programmed, let's say, with religion. See, I'm approaching this from a health perspective because it's about deprogramming yourself and opening yourself up. I don't think I've been programmed <laughs> with religion. Well, maybe not you, but right. a lot of people have been from sure. the time that they were little. Right, And so the, the healing process is unwinding yourself from all those structures and opening yourself up to the truth of reality. I mean, they call Maya the illusion, right? So you want to unravel from that. Um, in terms of dark entities, let me give you a quick story. When I, when I emailed Grant Cameron to set up an interview with him, I said, Grant, I would like to show... Um, about good aliens. And he emailed me back. He's like, good aliens? What a concept. How did you ever sell that? <laughs> okay. And um, so I filmed him. It was great. A couple of weeks later, I talked to a multimillionaire investment banker who, um, he's from Canada, but he lives in Los Angeles now. And um, I was looking for funding for my film. And a friend had set me up with him. And he actually funds one of Canada's top shows. I'm not going to say which one. And he said, well, what's your spin on aliens? I said, I want to show the goodness of aliens, what they're doing. He goes, he goes, I'm into return on investment films. He goes, you know, I could show the opposite of what you're showing. You know, evil aliens are what sells. Right. Well, <laughs> right? Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll yeah. come back and we'll pursue that. Uh, this, is, this is an interesting threat. Let's, uh, let's do that. Dr. Lana Marconi, uh, the uh, producer, filmmaker. The film is called The Resonance. And uh, also in studio with us is Sandra Krizakos, back with more on The Conspiracy Show. Do not go away. Keeping an eye on the new world order. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Dr. Lana Marconi. The film is The Resonance. Also in studio, Sandra Kozakos, who is in the film. Before we uh, get back into that final point, uh, Alana, before we forget, just give us the details on the, the screening here in November. And then also, how um, if they're not in town to see the screening, how else can they see The Resonance? Okay, sure. So it's Saturday, November 21st at the J.J.R. McLeod. Uh, Theatre at University of Toronto in Toronto from 1 to 6. You can buy tickets on my website, drlana.com. Also on modernknowledge.ca, I want to just extend huge gratitude to Modern Knowledge and Chris Rusak for hosting the event for us. We are um, going to be doing a webcast of it, so that information will be up on my website as well soon. 
Excellent. All right. Now, before the break, uh, I was asking you a very convoluted, circuitous question uh, about uh, belief systems, how the how uh, the ET UFO issues, uh, how you can maybe help square that with um, uh, maybe a, a biblical narrative, or maybe you can't. But you were talking about you wanted to make a film about good aliens, and uh, the, all the popcorn movies are about you know War of the Worlds, and they're about bad aliens, which I I, w- I don't necessarily agree. Uh, I mean, E.T., you know, one of the top grossing movies of all time. I mean, th- th- we are getting mixed signals out of Hollywood. I just had Robbie Graham on, on, the, on, the, on the show, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it is interesting. We, you know, we're kind of being pulled and tugged in different directions from Hollywood. But anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yeah, so that's what I learned from him in Hollywood. Evil aliens are what sells, and, um, you know, a lot of them aren't interested in healing humanity. So and so and then when I actually met Patty Greer when I filmed her she gave me a big hug and said wow like congratulations for doing this film because I thought I was the only woman filmmaker in this industry did you know it was all men I was like no I don't know what I'm walking into <laughs> now if you want to talk about the Bible the Bible is written all by men <laughs> okay um, so is that a bad thing it's it's not but the information is not accurate what's in the Bible. But that's a whole other show. According according to what you have learned, <laughs> yeah. right? According to the ETs and things. So my yeah. film is about unity consciousness, and that's a huge, huge message that's coming down from the from the ETs. And in a lot of other extraterrestrial shows, you'll see it's more about it's it's very fear based, and it has nothing to do with healing or health. And um, while I do show um, abductions, and it is explained in my film. It, the focus is more on unity consciousness because we need to move beyond, okay, there's lights in the sky. We know there's lights in the sky. We need to move beyond disclosure and full disclosure into now what? So going back to my question, when I asked Stan that stupid question, um, you know, why don't they land on the White House lawn? That's, that, would, that question would be asked by somebody who um, has not developed their consciousness. Uh, a more mature question would be how can I develop my own inner technology within me to actualize my own human perceptual system to connect with them because they are trying to connect with us. So we actually need to grow up and connect with them to have um, to raise our status in the galactic neighborhood and reclaim our sovereignty. And really, that's that's what it's all about. OK, so, so back to my uh, um, the, the initial question. And, and is there room here? Uh, for a discussion about whether, if we're talking about interdimensional and we're mm-hmm. talking about, let's say, uh, I'll call it an angelic realm, uh, and if again trying to trying to square this with with um, my sort of faith filter, uh, could we be talking about angels and demons here? Mm-hmm. We could, and from a healing perspective, like you'll hear you'll hear Jason quit in in the movie, and he's an energy healer, and even from my own experience working in a clinic and and doing energy healing on people. People come in with attachments, dark energies on them. You know, I, I've seen them. I'm, I'm in the health field. I see them all the time on people. And my job is to clear them, you know, and send those beings back to the light. So these beings, they do exist. But the focus shouldn't be on those beings. The focus should be on the light. But what, about, what do we make? I know you, you don't dwell on the alien abduction phenomenon, but I mean, I've talked to countless um, alleged abductees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it sounds like a horrific uh, episode. And but some- it, it goes back to resonance, right? Mm-hmm. And Jason Quit really explains it well, and so does Sandra. And Jason will say, um, you know, if you're an addict, for example, you're going to attract beings that resonate with that addict energy. If you meditate and eat healthy, you're going to attract beings that are going to resonate with that energy. And Jason also goes on to explain, you have to remember, you created this. You've called this in. 
for yourself. So you need to look within you why this is happening. Stop playing the victim. So like attracts like. Yeah. It mirrors. It's a mirror. Okay, got to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, continue our conversation. The Resonance, Dr. Lana Marconi and Sandra Kurzakos. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Dr. Lana Marconi, and she is the filmmaker. It is called The Resonance, and it features kind of a who's who from the world of ufology. Dr. Stanton Friedman, our good friend Victor Vigiani, uh, Canadian ufologist Grant Cameron from the website presidentialufos.com. Also featured in the film and sitting here with us is Sandra Kurzakos. And Sandra, you were just champing at the bit uh, <laughs> to get in on this discussion. Before the break, we were talking about the alien abduction uh, phenomenon, and... and um, Go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, what I wanted to say was, um, to Lana's point, it, this is uh, our choice. We created this, and from a consciousness create um, a consciousness creation point of view from the experiment perspective, we have what's called a soul contract. And in that contract, we, before we incarnate, we have, um, we have created every single possible scenario that we could possibly experience. So when you can think of something or imagine something, it's already done. It's already written in your contract. The very fact that you think of it, it shows you that it's part of the possibilities. And this is where parallel realities come into and, and that kind of thing. Um, there are so many weird directions we can go on in this conversation. But um, uh, so so when we are experiencing things like uh, abductions, it is already agreed to before we incarnated by all parties involved. So it's very much like a, a computer game. If you were to be playing a, with your Xbox or something, and you decide to you know jump off the rock instead of going through the door, when you jump off the rock, then the program has to give you different options of what to do there. And then, and then, let's say from from there, you could fly in a plane, and then so you choose to fly in the plane, but you could have also gone in the car. The, the program has to have all of those possible um, scenarios written in the program, but you only get to experience that particular one, even though there's all the, the different um, uh, uh, venues or avenues you can go down. So we are so living in a computer simulation. We we actually are. We are a, a hologram. We are a virtual reality hologram. We truly are. So anybody who is experiencing Experiencing those um, those experience, those negative experiences is because they are they have that written in their contract as a potential. Depending on the choices they've made throughout their life, it will lead to specific other choices, and that's what they're experiencing. That's a very sort of Buddhist uh, perspective. The whole idea mm-hmm. of karma, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, also mm-hmm. very controversial. I mean, how do you say to someone? Uh, you know, you, you know, you asked to be murdered or you asked to be assaulted or, I mean, you agreed to this. It's a, I mean, that's very difficult to wrap your head around. And this is why, yes, and this is why we have to move into that more mature um, level that, that Lana was talking about. We have to detach ourselves from the human experiment. We have to detach ourselves from. Um, Can I say something? We have to detach ourselves from the story. It's the story. So. Not to take away from it, but it's just a story, right? And and our whole purpose is to take 100% responsibility for what we do. You know, humans only take maybe 30% responsibility and blame everybody else for everything happening to them. It was his fault this happened. Right, right. And that's when you stay at that lower vibration and you're more vulnerable to negative beings Mm -hmm. being attached Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. It's when you come into your full power and you take a hundred and I'm talking a hundred percent responsibility for your thoughts, feelings and actions actions, that 
you're now in alignment. You are now resonating with superior beings who's going to, they're going to give you knowledge and wisdom and your life is going to fly. It's a totally different perception. Well, without giving too much away, obviously, of the film, but I'd be curious to know how Dr. Stanton Friedman is going to be worked into this narrative because he, to me, he always seems like such a meat and potatoes <laughs> kind of guy. He was a you know, nuclear physicist who actually, you know, believes, you know, we don't have to be looking millions and millions of light years away. They are in our galactic backyard. They have, you know, any details, the propulsion yeah. systems and so forth. This seems to be like eons beyond it's, what Stanton is on about. Because this, it's, it's, I'm weaving together a fabric. It's, it's mm-hmm. weaving everybody, all their voices together and they all fit. And I just want to mention Don Donderry. He's a PhD retired psychologist, um, professor at McGill University. And, um, he wrote a book called UFOs, ETs, and Alien Objections, a Scientist Look at the Evidence. And his information is remarkable. And I also just want to, if I can just read a quote here from Jason Quitt, because he brings up a really good theme of who are we? Are we really human or are we something more? And he says in the film, we have never been alone on this planet. We have always been watched by other beings. Some of the beings that watch us even incarnate here. There are many alien beings living in human bodies, having human experiences because they want to help this race along. Many of us will awaken with memories of celestial families coming to visit us to remind us that we are star beings living on Earth. That is absolutely accurate. Mm. Now, I hope I'm not telling mm. a tale out of school here, uh, Sandra, but while we were sitting in here in studio, can yes. I go there? You yes, know absolutely. Right. An orange and white cat walked by the window here uh, as we look out into the uh, courtyard courtyard of Liberty Village, and you were a slack-jawed for a moment. Yes, I was. Uh, and I wasn't sure why, <laughs> and then you explained. What was the significance of that cat walking by? Well, first of all, this is not a place I would expect to see a cat walking by. And because we're on the eighth floor. No, just no. kidding. <laughs> 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 it was actually walking in the air. <laughs> no, it was floating. No, um, but so uh, I, I was stunned to see it because um, we were, were talking about ETs, and, and during the break I said, Richard, th- that, if you want to talk ETs, and ETs living amongst us, as, as mm-hmm. Lana was saying, cats are ETs. If you really want to look at um, our world, many, many creatures here are are ETs and cats are they are there is a feline race and they are advanced beings and they can they are cats are known for being psychic and intuitive they are actually here to help us tap into that higher awareness and that cat walking by was not a coincidence that the that when I saw that cat I knew that he was um, coming around and kind of supporting it. and as in in my personal experience I have experienced my my consciousness has experienced what it is like to be an animal and I can tap into that experience and it is in that at that level of awareness that I can actually tap into the cat that walked across us and um, and he was basically here to basically give us an example of ETs amongst us to to Lana's point whether they're in human form or a non-human form there are many galactic beings on the planet right now is uh I mean uh is there a hybridization program going on in, 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 in any way? I mean, are there are cats are among us, aliens are among us? Uh, are, are we passing other uh, ETs in the street we may not be aware? I mean, is there are there hybrids? Here on Earth now. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? You'll have to watch the movie. Oh, Richard. all right, all right. A cliffhanger, <laughs> a cliffhanger. But I mean, for example, Dr. David Jacobs um, uh, has, you know, been quite vocal about his 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 theories, and he's been researching abductees for many many years, and was one of the co-authors of the Roper Poll. And according to you know, he, I, people can quibble, I guess, with the, with the, uh, the 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 science or the, the the process that that poll was conducted. But uh, according to his findings, something like 
uh, I think it's on the order of 300 or 400,000 uh, Americans may have been uh, abducted, and he he believes that there is this hybridization going on. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. so Paul Hellyer, Honorable Paul Hellyer, in yeah. the film, one of the stories that he tells is of the Cold War, where there was 50 UFOs flying south over Europe, and the Secure at the time, the Supreme Allied Commander. Um, was about to press the panic button when these UFOs turned and flew back over the North Pole. And um, the uh, Secure ordered a study, like, who are these beings, what happened? Mm-hmm. And it took three years, and the study came back that um, they were extraterrestrial, and they've been here for thousands of years. Hmm. We haven't talked about... Po- Sorry, go ahead, I was going to say, you know, if, if we are an experiment, and, and, you know, we experiment on creatures here, wouldn't it make sense... That we also might be experimented on by creatures uh, well, elsewhere. Well, I, I would I would expect that from an entity that isn't necessarily spiritually in, evolved, though. I mean, uh, we do that, on, and now hopefully, you know, we're sort of getting beyond that. You know, sticking mascara and rabbit's eyes and things like that. <laughs> we're not very evolved in in some ways. But you mentioned Paul Hellyer. We haven't talked about the Honorable Paul Hellyer, who's now 92, I believe, and just mm. as spry and as alert as ever. This, it's interesting, you know, that he has spent uh, the last, uh, well, 10 years, really, 10. since 2005, when he spoke out at uh, the Hart House at University of Toronto, that he would be willing to jeopardize his entire legacy over this issue. And I, I find that quite remarkable. What, what are your thoughts about uh, I asked him after I interviewed him in his house, and like I said, just a very kind gentleman, and I really enjoyed interviewing. And after it, I, I looked at him, I'm like, Paul, do you regret any part of this? And he looked at me, and he was like, no. And neither should you. This is important work. Mm-hmm. And then he said that um, he was about to get married to his second wife. Um, and the day that he came out was, I think the wedding was the day after or something like that. And his wife was like, I'm not sure about you doing this, you know. And um, he said, oh, it's just going to be a one-time thing. And the little did he know, <laughs> it turned into 10 years right, of research. Right. But he has no regrets. I asked him. And, in, and it all started with the Philip Corso book. Someone handed him this book, and he took it up for a little summer reading up at the cottage. Uh, and I've always been curious to know, because I don't think he's ever revealed this, but he talks about speaking with uh, some uh, high-ranking official in the U.S. military who said, everything that you read in that book is true, and then some. Um, but I need to know who that was, really. Because otherwise, it all sort of, at least his end of the story, unravels. You know, it's secondhand. Mm-hmm. What are, your, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I think we need to get Paul here. Absolutely. Well, he's been here a number of times. <laughs> but you, brought up, we'll a, you brought up a really good point that that book was a triggering event for him. And when you hear um, Grant Cameron talk, his triggering event was um, the Charlie Red Star experience back in the 70s in mm-hmm. Carmen, Manitoba. And that, he says in the film, was his awakening process. So I think we all have these triggering events mm-hmm. that awaken us, whether it's someone right. gives us a book. Does it really matter who it was? It woke him up to do the important work. Right, you know, at right. the end of the day, but that's... But sources, I mean, as, a, as, as someone had a little bit of journalistic training, sources are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What was your triggering event? I just always wanted to live my potential and be in alignment with who I am, and I've just always followed that, my inner truth. All right. Are you an experiencer? I do healing on people, and so my guidance, if you want to call it that, is always with me when I'm with a patient or a client. So for me, it's always been on a positive aspect. Right, right. And Sandra, Uh, your triggering moment? I was six years old. And? 
uh, I experienced what it was like to be a fully activated empath, and I was actually able to move um, and become a fish that was dying on the on the deck of uh, of a, a boat when I went fishing with my father, and I became the fish as the fish was flapping around. Um, uh, not really suffocating, but struggling, uh, struggling to breathe. I started to struggle to breathe, and I automatically, I, I assumed that fish identity, and I started to struggle to breathe. I started to become suffocated. I started to go blue. And what so does my, a six-year-old do with that information? I, well, I shut it down. I shut it down to forty. I shut it down until you were forty. Yes, I shut it down. And and through, but but I at that time I still I had many 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 experiences, um, but just kind of shoved them all down. And then when I hit forty, everybody to your point, everybody has their awakening, and uh, I could no longer, I could no longer shut it down anymore because it came to the point where I was suffering so much by stifling it all that that was causing more damage than letting it out. And that's when I moved forward with uh, stepping into my and in, my power and, and following my truth. All right, well, uh, Dr. Lana Marconi, I am uh, very anxious to see how you manage to <laughs> bring all of these disparate uh, points of view, Dr. Stanton Friedman and Victor Vigiani and Grant Cameron and uh, Sandra Kurzakos, uh, into the one, uh, what's going to be one hell of a documentary. Yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> Putting it together, <laughs> let me tell you, that's why it's two hours. Dr. Lana uh, Marconi and uh, Sandra Kurzakos, thank you so much. Don't forget, the website is strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal to The Conspiracy Show and uh, the free app. It's a free download at uh, Google Play and iTunes. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Sarrett. In the meantime, follow the truth.